First John chapter three, verse 14 through 19. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer have eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever have this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love and word neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Precious Lord, thank you. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the reassuring word found in 1 John chapter 3 that we are of the truth. That we can rest assured that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Interesting. The church has a problem with the truth. Talk about this morning. We're trying to minister to people as a church. Think about it. Without using the word of God. That's impossible. Amen. Churches are trying to do it. When, when I left, when I left the, 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 the ministry at the penitentiary and, 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 and they were coming in with this new teaching. Well, we want you, we want the volunteers, the Christian volunteers to come in, but we don't really want them talking to the kids about Jesus or salvation or, or proselytizing the kids. That's impossible. Why bring them? Why would a Christian volunteer come into a prison and not talk about Jesus? What else are we going to talk about? What else is there to talk about if you love the Lord? Paul or John is, is, is writing, he's writing to these folks and, 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 and this is the message that they're, they're, they're hearing from the, from the false teachers, the Gnostics. And he's over and over, over and over and over and over telling them, you better know something. You better know something. Okay. And he, and he goes on and on. And, and, and I, I had almost... 13 verses in, in 1 John where, where he talks about we know, we know, we know. You got to know. You can't leave here without knowing. You can't leave here without, without knowing for sure where you're going. Amen. Okay? That, that's real stuff. <laughs> Trying to leave here and not knowing where you're going. I, 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 that would be difficult for me to preach a funeral. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. Uh-huh. Amen. I hope they're going to heaven. Rest in peace. All those, all those, all those accolades. I don't want to say to you guys. I don't want y'all. Definitely don't want y'all saying that about me. 
And don't bring no jack leg preacher in here preaching my sermon. Okay. Y'all know. Jack leg. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. Three people killed last night. Three people killed last night. Eight shot. In Youngstown, our city, our little city. There's a good chance we're going to know some of the people that was involved in that. And we're going to know some of the people who died. And we're going to know some of their family members. There's a good chance. We ain't that big. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. I wonder who pulled the triggers last night. Ever heard that? And you know that no murderer have eternal life abiding in him. Know what he's saying? No murderer has the spirit of God inside of him. Okay? No murderer. Even if you have murderous thoughts. Pre-sermon a couple weeks ago. Listen, get that escrow account. Get that Holy Ghost escrow account. Put all that stuff in it. Sort of hearing Columbus say the same thing. Look, listen, the battle's not with flesh and blood. Okay, the reason you beefing with somebody not because of the flesh. We know who the author of confusion is. Okay. So you and your wife, you and your husband, y'all, y'all going through a little thing. Guess who, guess who in the middle of it? Edging you on. You know you got to get the last word in. Don't say you sorry. You know you're wrong, but don't, don't admit you're wrong. See, that's how I say talk. Hereby we perceive the love of God. What did God do? What did God do? God stepped out of glory, took on sinful flesh, dwelled among us for two and a half years, three and a half years, never committed a sin, and was crucified. He laid down his life for us. For us. He died for us. He died so we wouldn't die in our sins. He laid down his life for us. And we now have his life in us. And we ought to, as the verse said, and we ought to what? Lay down our lives for the brethren. For the brethren. And you lay it down. You guys come in here. Lift each other up. And I say, Jake, you want to pray this morning? Of course. I say, I say, Columbus, you want to pray? No problem. Vaughn stepped up. Sylvia stepped up. Jeremy can't be here. We, we laying down our lives. There's other things we could be doing. And we lay down our lives for the brethren. I say, Toy, you want to, you want to read? Yes. It is what it is. Cindy and Karina putting putting stuff together, working together. I ride I ride around churches. I ride around churches all the time. I've been to, I've been to some. They ain't got to do like they do here. Margaret and Anne could come out here and spend fifteen minutes. 
그 That's what that's what you're talking about, laying down your line. Okay. Let's keep going. I want to get to night. I want to get to eighteen. But whosoever have this world good and see if his brother in need and shut up his bowels of compassion from him, how to love the love of God in him? How possible? Impossible. You can't say you have the spirit of God in you and have no love for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Got to want to be here. I want to see him. Here we go. Let me let me stop. Let me stop there. Because last week, last week, I, I, I talked about what, what's the what's a brother in Christ? Let me just let me just refresh your memory before I step into an, 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 another another area of, of what John was talking about. What's a brother in Christ? What comes to mind? First of the things that come to mind is a person who has been supernaturally transformed, born again. Salvation is supernatural. Okay. Salvation ain't you joining the church. A lot of people teach that. Well, you know, join the church. No, salvation is something happened to me. Something happened to me. There's been a change in me. Something happened in my mind. Something happened in my spirit. I don't think the same. I don't talk the same. My desires changed. My affections changed. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He's a new creature. Could be put this way. Therefore, if any man, if any man be in Christ, something supernatural has happened to him. Okay? A Christian brother has, has received Jesus Christ. Watch this. This is, this is interesting. Watch what it says. First John, excuse me, John 1, 12. But as many as received him. To them gave he the power to become the sons of God. That word received him means you've taken him 100%. I believe the word of God 100%. There's not, there's not one page in it, one verse in it that I have a problem with. Okay? I've received him. Well, pastor, do you really, really believe that, that Jonah was in the belly of a great fish for three days and, and, and this God made the fish spit him out on shore and he went into Nineveh, preached to them people and all Nineveh got said, I believe it. Amen. All of it. Amen. Well of a tale, but I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. A, a, a brother had, I used it last week, has escaped the corruption of the world. How about that? I, I heard that when Columbus was talking. I feel like I've escaped. You, God just came and locked the door and run up out of there. Some folks could got up, come to their house and they, 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 they caught up in the corruption of the world and, and they caught up in all kind of mess and, and the Lord will show up with the key and say, I can open the door and let you out. I, I'm cool. Come back later. 
Come back later. Now you want to get out. When the supernatural comes, you may not come back. Here's the one I like. I ain't saying to y'all last week. I ain't saying this week. Marvin Sapp said never would have made it. He said never. Jake wasn't here. Let me say this for Jake. Because Jake know this. He said never would have made it. Never could have made it without you. I know he understand what that song said. Okay. Because we've still been thugging. Okay. Without God coming in and dealing with us. Confronting us. Calling us out. See, this is why I saw the church has an issue with truth. They'll sit up here and let somebody sit up in their church and they don't want to offend them and they don't want to say nothing to them. They don't, I don't want to trouble them. Listen, let me, listen. Preachers are troublemakers. Okay? Preachers are troublemakers. When Samuel used to show up back in the day, Samuel was a prophet of God. When he showed up, folks start lying in the streets with sackcloth and ashes because they know he was getting ready to give them business. Okay? Overcoming trials confirms a Christian. that, that, That one I like. Overcoming trials. A Christian gonna overcome some stuff. All of us in here can go back down the list of the things that we dealt with in our lives. We look back and say, never would have made it. Okay. I love it. I love I love I love to look back and see folks that have overcome stuff because I know they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Nothing worse than me. Nothing worse than me. And I've been going to gym a long time. I come in there. I see somebody. They come in the gym and they weigh 90 pounds. And I've been training at the gym for 15 years. And in the year 15, they weigh 89 pounds. Know why? Because they ain't doing nothing but talking, playing on the phone, sitting on, you know, sitting on the phone, playing on the phone. If you're in church, if you're a man of God, woman of God, you ought to be growing. You ought to be growing. You ought to have a desire to grow. You ought to be getting stronger and stronger in that word. I, I, I'm not going to backtrack too much. You know what my brother is. John says this in verse 18. I'm, get to, I'm getting down to it. He said, my little children, let us, know, let us not love in word Neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Let me know somebody say, talking loud, saying nothing. Okay? See, so I can tell Cindy 50 times a day, I love you. I love you. She loved hearing me say I love her. I don't say it a lot. I'll be honest. I don't say as much as Jake tell Jackie. Amen. <laughs> but it wouldn't mean nothing if I told her I loved her and didn't do nothing. Okay? If I told her I loved her and didn't do nothing. Cindy know I love her. Don't you? Look at her. She's just smiling. Columbus, you ain't by yourself. OK, 
okay? Look at what James says. James 2.15. I like these verses like this. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what do it profit? Now let me explain something about that verse. Because a lot of Christians can be the biggest suckers on the block. That's not, that's not saying that every Tom, Dick, and Harry that come up to you saying, I'm a Christian and I'm in need, you just empty out your wallet in your pockets. That is not what it's saying. Okay? There's, there's discernment in that. This is why I explained to you what a brother was. I took all last Sunday explaining what a brother or sister in Christ was. Now, in light of that, if a brother or sister in Christ, a fellow worshiper, someone that you know serves the Lord, someone that you know loves the Lord, may be going through. Maybe going through. Okay? Maybe an accident at work. Maybe just going through. And they have a need. And you have the resources. You help them. You help them. You help them. I, I, I like the one verse say, he who, he who lendeth to the poor. What happens? God pays them back. Okay? And it's a big payback. Okay, God, God take care of his bills. Here we go. Loving indeed. That word deed, that word deed means work, effort, toil. I like that. I like those old King James Bible word, toil. That means you're putting your work in. You're working at it. He said, he said, loving indeed and in truth. So you're working at this thing. You, 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 you're occupied with this thing. You're laboring at it because you want to be good at whatever God calls you to be. You want to be your best. And let me tell you something. Loving brothers and sisters in Christ is not easy. All right. I'll go further. I'm on the supernatural thing today. Loving indeed is supernatural. You can't you can love like God loves without having, without having God in you. That makes sense. Okay? That makes sense. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Here's Paul. Now, now, the Ephesian church was, was, was a church that Paul loved. It was, a, it was a God-fearing church. Okay? Now, Paul's writing to this church from prison. He's, he's locked up, and he's sending a letter to the Ephesian church because one of the members from the church had visited him and said, said, Paul, we got some issues right here. Can you address it in your letter? And he, she, Paul wrote the letter and took it back to the church. Watch what it says. Watch what it says. 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Watch this. Here's, a, here's Paul. He says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. How about that? He's in a Roman prison. He's in jail, but he's not in jail under the authority of Rome. God got him in jail. Paul said, I'm a prisoner of the Lord. Okay? Now watch what he says. Beseech you. Can you imagine getting a letter from somebody in prison? A letter from somebody in prison encouraging you who are free. That's, that's interesting. Uh, we free. I used to say this all the time working at the prison. I say some of these inmates in here are freer than the people that work here. Amen. Watch what Paul says. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord, watch this, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. If you say you've called, if you say God has called you, and if you say God has, has filled you with your spirit, and he has supernaturally transformed you, then live like it. Live like it. Walk like it. Talk like it. Treat people like God treated people. If you say you got God in you, how could you do anything less? How could you do anything less? You're walking around with God in you. Acting like the devil. Paul called him out. And then he, then he, gives, him, he gives him four, maybe five ways that he, they can demonstrate it. And the first one ought to get all of our attention. With all lowliness. That word lowliness means humility. Stop acting like you all that when you're not. Walk with all lowliness and then meekness. Meekness. I, I, I found this. I found this verse. Two verses I found. Because we don't like being meek. Because we don't understand what the word means. We, th we think, we know somebody says, you're so meek. You know what the, really, the word really means? Meek, meek means power under control. Oh, I, I, I'm meek. Okay. You know who the meekest man ever lived was? Not Jesus. You know who the, who, who the Bible says the meekest man that ever lived was? You would never guess if you didn't read it for yourself. This, this man, this man came down from the mountain and, and his face was glowing. And Joshua said, they sound like they're having, they having a war in the camp. And, and Moses said, that ain't the sound of war. Now, this is the meekest man that ever lived. And then when he approached it, he seen that they were all the frolicking. And they was partying, all the stuff that they was doing. And Moses called the Levites and the Levites called the people and said, this is the meekest man that ever lived. Who is on the Lord's side? And the Bible said they slayed 3,200 or 32,000 people. That's meekness. <laughs> you got power, but it's under control. Okay. You ain't got, you ain't got to flaunt it all the time. You ain't got to walk around flaunt it all the time. You're going to all the time want to beat somebody up. But you know you can you have people talk to you. Ever had somebody talk to you crazy? 
talk to you crazy, and they three feet tall. You just want to slap them. The Holy Ghost. Meekness, 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 meekness is, is you not allowing someone to really get up under your skin. And church folk will. That's what we do. Then he says this one. Long suffering. I like this. One, one, one writer said long mindedness. I never seen that word before. Long mindedness. He says it's like this. Never permitting a trial or an aggravation to get to you, get you to the end of your patience. Long suffering. Long suffering. Anybody got the gift of long suffering in here? Some of us do. Some of us do. Let's talk about this word truth. I'm, I'm, I'm moving. I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm moving. I'm trying to be better. Because I can stay on that a little bit. But truth delivers people. And when I say the church has a problem with the truth, and we wonder what's going on with the church, when the truth is not being preached, people are not going to get saved. People might join the church because they, hey, I like that pastor. And you know what? He is, he, he is just like one of us. He's nice. Your, you know, your pastor is nice. And a lot of times what they mean is he not, he's, he's inoffensive. You know, I came in church and, 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 and I'm living like a fool and I never would have known it. Because he never challenged us. He never called anything out. He don't talk about sin. He don't talk about repentance. He don't talk about nothing. We just had a good time with you. Let me tell you something. Truth delivered David. When he was caught up, when David said, my bones, he said, the weight of my sins made my bones ache. Nathan came to David with truth. OK, y'all know the story. You know the parable. David was caught up in sin and, 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 and Nathan told him a story, told him a parable and said, you know, a man had a thousand lambs and another man had one which he cherished. The man with a thousand took the one. And, and David said, that man, whoever that man is, he ought to be put to death. Truth set him free. And Nathan said, you the man. You the man. And you know what David said? Here's what David said. He said, Lord, have mercy on me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto thy multitude of tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. He may have went on and on and on if he wasn't ever confronted. If he wasn't ever confronted. If he wasn't ever confronted. I... I had to work this one in. I'm just being honest with y'all. I had to work this verse in because it's just one of the ones you just be studying. And I say, okay, I don't do this all the time. But I had to work this into the sermon. Because it just made me feel good studying it this week. Okay? It's my favorite, one of my favorite verses. Luke 23, if you want to follow me. Luke 23, 32. Truth. Truth was offered to both thieves on the cross. 
Okay? Truth was offered to both thieves on the cross. Luke 23, 32. And I, and I may not get through all this because it is so rich. And I've studied this. I've preached it a couple of times. I've studied it. And, 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 and then you open it up again and it's like brand new. It's like brand new. There were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. Here's Jesus. Heading up to Ville Della Rosa on his way to Calvary's cross. And, and there's two malefactors with him. How about that? You know where the third one is at, right? Barabbas. He's gone. He was set free. Now, Jesus is walking with these two malefactors. Somebody said, what's a malefactor? Freedom fighters. They were freedom fighters. Okay? They were, they were what they call rebels in that day. Okay? What were they fighting for? Why were these two men on the cross? And they were probably young boys. Let's not get, let's not get too far ahead of this thing. These were young men. And they were fighting the, the, the Roman government because they had the Jewish people under Roman occupation. Okay? Let's not, let's, not, let's not get too far where they were just crazy people who deserved to die. They were fighting for their freedom. And what did Jesus come to do? Somebody... What did he come to do? He came to set. All right. He came to set the captives free. Why do they call them thieves then, pastor? Why do they call them thieves? Why do they call them two thieves on the cross? Because their whole operation, they had to steal to get the money for the movement. Who did they murder? They didn't murder Jews. They murdered their oppressors. They would have been, they would have murdered the Romans. And the Romans, the Romans invented the crucifixion to stop the insurrection. Think about it. Was Moses a type of a malefactor? Think about Moses. When God called Moses and said, you, 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 go into, you go into Egypt and you talk to Pharaoh and tell him that let my people go. Think them two boys on the, on the cross would have known that? Yes, they would have. Every Jewish, Jewish young man would have known the story of Moses and, and the Pharaohs. Okay? Did people die? Did people die when, when, when Moses freed the, the Israelites from Egypt? What's your verse, Sylvia? Got to the water, got to the water. Okay? Stand back and see the salvation of the Lord. How many, how many Egyptians died? The whole army died. Amen, amen. The whole army died. So in a sense, I don't want to push it too far. Moses was sort of a, a malefactor, a rebel, a rebel. Let's keep going with this first. I want to read this. Study this on your own. And there were two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. They was with Jesus. Imagine being that close to Jesus. 
Imagine walking with Jesus. He got his cross. They got theirs. They're on their way till Golgotha. And when they came to the place which is called Calvary, watch what it says. There they crucified him. Who they crucify first? Jesus. And the malefactors, one on his right hand and the other on his left. And you know what those two malefactors would have said? Why they crucified him? He wasn't part of our. He wasn't part of our insurrection. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was coming to set the, set the Jews free too. But he was doing it in a different way. Okay? Hmm. Hmm. And then, and then said Jesus. Verse 34. Fascinating. Watch this. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they parted his raiment and cast lot. Wait a minute, who's he who's he forgiven? Who's he forgiven? See, right off, right off the back. We think he's forgiven the crowd, and he is forgiven the crowd. But who else is he forgiven for, for what they know not what they do? He's forgiven them two thieves on the cross, too. He's forgiven the one on the right and the one on the left. Remember I said, truth. I mean, you're, right, you're that close to truth. You're that close. You're that close. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Listen. And the people... Stood beholding. I like that verse. They was watching. They was watching. They knew he was a miracle worker. They knew Jesus could have got off that cross if he wanted to. They knew that he died for him. And I always said, in that crowd could have been all the folks he saved. All the folks he delivered. The Bible said he went to cities and healed everybody. All Judea would have been impacted by Jesus Christ coming there. These, these two thieves on the cross had full knowledge of who he was. Don't let nobody sit there and tell you, but they didn't, have, they didn't have a clue who he was. They knew. Everybody knew. Everybody knew who Jesus was. Okay? Hmm. And the rulers, the rulers deride him. Religious, religious folks don't want a savior. Saying he saved others. Okay. Now watch this now. Think about this. Both thieves. Hearing this. They've been led with him. They've been with him. They're on the cross with him. They've heard him say, Father, forgive them. They hear the crowd. They watch the crowd beholding them. They look out there and they see people that Jesus has healed. They see Mary and Martha and all them weeping and crying. A whole lot's going on on the cross. whole lot's going on this day. This is, this is perhaps... Outside the resurrection, the greatest day in the history of the world. He saved others, let him save himself. If he be the Christ, the chosen of God. Well, he could have. He had all power. Mississippi Mass Christ. Hey, listen, the nails didn't hold him to the cross. Okay? He wasn't held on. The nails wasn't holding Jesus to the cross. Okay? His love. His love and his mercy and his grace was holding him to the cross, not for anything he done. Yes, yes. For what we done. Mm -hmm. We had him on the cross. We crucified him. He was dying for us. He wasn't dying for himself. He could have came down and, and we'd have been men what? Most. Yes. 
miserable. Okay? Now the soldiers, verse 36, the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar. They ridiculed and taunted him. Yeah, he, yeah. They threw him right in there with the other two. And they mocked him. Okay? <laughs> and saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. I had to give you all this. Because truth is about to step up. Truth about who Jesus was was about to show up. And truth will always convict you. Truth will always convict you. Truth will always convict you. Here's truth. Here's truth showing up in a superscription. Also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. It said, this is what? King of the Jews. Why was it written in, in, in Greek, Latin, and Hebrew? Everybody. Listen. Listen. Preached a funeral yesterday. Gave him the business. Gave him the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I'm down in this little town in, in, in Ohio. And, and when I got done, the, one of the older ladies came up to me and said, Well, they won't have that they never heard the gospel as an excuse. Okay? And I say, I say, hey, that's all I know. And we're not going to have no excuse. Okay? Greek, Latin, and Hebrew, this is the king of the Jews. Now watch. Watch what truth do. Watch what truth do. And one of the malefactors Male factors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. Now, think of me. Some of y'all been around church a long time. Margaret, you've been around church a long time. You and Anne, some of y'all been around church a long time. And you run into more iffy Christians. You run into more iffy Christians than you do real Christians. There's a whole lot of iffy folks out there. I, I really believe this one thief that said, if thou be the Christ, represents the majority of the church. Ooh, iffy. If he was your God, why are you suffering? If he was your God, why are you going through? If you was your God, all that kind of stuff. We talked about this morning. I told you it was all in my business in Sunday school. But we got a lot of iffy Christians because all it takes... A little bit of trouble, a little bit of turmoil, a little bit of unrest in the, in the marriage, in the family, in the job. And next thing you know, and one of the malefactors, which was hang, railed on him, railed on him. I mean, he just laid in the Jesus. He just laid into Jesus. He cussed him up one side and down the other. Okay? And he probably told him, I said, listen, we, we the true rebels. We were willing to die for what we believed. We was killing people. We was robbing people. We was going to turn 
all, 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 all Jerusalem upside down. He's going to get free. And you come here with this soft message, you know, blessed is the pure and hard and merciful and all that. See, that's how people look at us. That's the real world. Now, I said truth showed up. I'm going to get back to the other thief, but I want to talk about this one here. Now, watch this one here. Watch the one on the right side. You got to make sure you're on the right side. Make sure you're on the right side of Jesus. Because this one, the one on the left side cussed him up and down. I don't want nothing. He basically, I don't want nothing to do with you or your Christianity or your cross or your resurrection. All that. I don't want to hear none of it. That's the world. But the other, here we go. The other answered and rebuked him. He rebuked his, he rebuked his partner in crime. He rebuked all his past. He said, listen, listen. Does not thou fear God? Just like that. Just like that. When truth shows up, it, it reveals your heart. And, and, and you got to deal with it. You cannot, you, cannot, you cannot have an encounter with a holy God and remain the same. You can't. You can't. You can't. This man, this man, this man's eyes were open, his heart was open. Something supernatural happened to him. And he says, Does not thou fear God? You ever feel like asking somebody that? You ever see you ever met somebody who just just constantly in the stuff? And you said, do you have any fear of God? Let, let, me, let me take you back. Remember when we weren't saved? Know what we didn't have? We didn't have a fear of God. We didn't have a fear of God. We had a fear of the police. We didn't want to get caught. Be riding down the street and you got all kinds of stuff in the car. You just didn't want to get caught by the police. We had a, we had a greater fear of the police than we did of God. And I think that's going on today. People have a fear of the police. They don't have a fear of God. Okay? They have a fear of COVID, but they don't have a fear of God. Amen. If, if, if God was to call down and say, I want everybody to wear a mask, all Christians to wear a mask, just to let people know you Christians, we, <laughs> we ain't wearing no mask. Let God fault you say wear a mask. And we wear two and three. And I see people riding down the street with masks on in the car. Hot. I'm like, that's, that's mask on in the car by yourself. I, that's, that's different for me. I go visit people. I wear a mask. I say, hey, this ain't going to be a short visit. Because I can't wear this long. Keep going, Pastor. Watch what this thief says. See, 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 watch the truth reveal his heart. Okay? He says, verse 41, he says, We indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. He said, we, we, What we done? We knew we was wrong, and we deserve what we getting. He's trying, to, he's trying to preach to his boy. He's trying to convince his buddy to, to receive the truth. And his buddy's heart is hard. His buddy's heart is hard. Then he says something that only a person 
what the Spirit of God can say. Okay? He's just like Peter. When Peter says, when he said, who do men say that thou art? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Watch this. Watch what this thief on the right says about Jesus. And only God could give him the power to say this in the condition that they was in. He says, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. Watch this now. But this man have done nothing amiss. Truth. 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 Let me wrap it up. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, like that. One Lord in the beginning. If you read the beginning of, of Matthew, he wasn't Lord. He was railing at Jesus too. He was cutting his teeth at Jesus. He was cussing him out. He was calling him out too. And now he's Lord. There's a change. There's been a change. He said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Let me tell you something. That word remember. That's a banker's term. Banks would use that in the ancient days when they would read the will. Say, say, say your dad or your, somebody you know got a lot of money. And, and they read the will. And you'd be sitting here like, I hope, he re, I hope he remembers me. Okay. He said that to Jesus. He said, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. That's supernatural. He got a kingdom. Who has kingdoms? You know, any, you know anybody on, on earth that with a kingdom? Okay. Elvis was the king of rock, but, but he don't have a kingdom. Amen. Michael Jackson was the king of pop. He don't have a kingdom. Your boy LeBron is say he the king. I grew up with Jordan. Yes, you understand what I'm saying? Jesus had a kingdom, and he said, when you get there, remember me. (laughs) That's interesting. And he made it personal too, didn't he? He said, said, remember me. He didn't mention his kids, his wife, his grandchildren. Somebody, somebody, Somebody told me this. Somebody told me this. Let me know how much this me. God has children, but God has no grandchildren. Think about that for a minute. That makes sense. God has children, but God doesn't have grandchildren. What do you mean, Pastor? If your kids don't go to heaven because you go. Oh, my all right, I'm closing. I don't even know where I'm at in the, in, the, in the process of things. But I want to say this. Because I hear somebody saying, what about the other thief? Why didn't the other thief receive Jesus as Lord? Remember, I think I say the other thief is a part of the world. The Bible says that he says that straight is the gate. Y'all heard this first. Straight is the gate, meaning tight. And narrow is the way which leadeth into life. And what? Few be there 
that find it. Now watch this. And I'm only going to give you one verse. Romans 1.28. Think about this verse when you're dealing with people of the world. I'm not saying you don't, don't stop ministering to them. Keep ministering to them because that's where we was at. We was right here in Romans 1.28. Sin hardens our hearts. And the longer we stay in it, and the longer we entertain it, and the longer we feed it, bad things can happen. And when, when truth is offered, when truth is, when we expose the truth, we won't even know it. Why? Here we go. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, here we go. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Now, some of us have been delivered from the reprobate mind, so we're not saying we can't be. Okay? But God delivered them, turned them over to a reprobate mind to do what? To do those things which are not convenient. And here we go. Being filled. Being filled. Strong words. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God. Knowing the judgment of God. That they that commit such things are, are worthy of death. Not only do the same, watch this now, but have pleasure in them that do it. That do it. Well, well. Truth. Truth. Last thing. You ever had somebody come to you? All of us have. You ever had somebody come to you and say, pray for my daughter. Pray for my son. Pray for my husband. Pray for my wife. Pray for my cousin. Pray for my boss. Pray for my, pray for my nephew. Anybody? Am I, I, all of us have experienced that, right? Has any of us ever thought to say Why? Has any of us ever thought, you ever thought when somebody come to you and say, pray for him, pray for her, pray for this, pray for that. Why? That would, that would catch him off guard, wouldn't it? Because we automatically, okay, I will, I will, I will. But, but God says, why? Why should I hear your prayers about your godless loved one who, if I do heal, are going to go right back to serving Satan? Think about that. Somebody asks you, next time somebody say, listen, I got a prayer chain down. My uncle, you know, he got cirrhosis of the liver. Pray to God and restore him. For what? Pastor, put a scripture on it. See, I listen. See, I listen to Columbus, and you guys were with me this morning in Sunday school. Listen, see, the church, church needs to grow a set. 
We we can we like we 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 church is tough. Being a Christian is tough. See, a lot of our young boys don't want to be Christians because they already think, well, if I'm a Christian, I'm soft. No, if you're a Christian, you rock hard. Amen. You're the hardest man on, in the, on the block. Amen. If you're the only Christian in your school, you're the baddest boy in the school. Believe that. Because anybody can put their pants down. Uh-huh. Anybody can put their pants down and walk like a penguin. That ain't tough. Ain't nothing tough getting tatted all up and, and walking around like you like your head just fell in a, 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 a tackle box. Ain't nothing. You, know, you want to be listen, be tough. Be different. Amen. See. Amen. See. I, I, I tell. I, I, I was I was the baddest dude at the prison. Okay. And they all knew it. Why? Why? Not because I. Not because I. You know, I can handle myself. Okay. But not because of that, because I, I represent it. You represent your Lord. Amen. And it takes more toughness to do that. It takes more toughness to do that than to walk around being like everybody else. I ain't never wanted to be like everybody else. Okay? Now, get back to my subject. Why? Why should I pray for your loved one that, that don't care nothing about the things of God? Don't care. They ain't never served a day. Don't read the Bible. Don't pray. They ain't gave the church a dime. But you now, he's sick. You want me to pray for him? Why? 2 Kings 20 and 1. Here's Hezekiah. Here's Ezekiel. And it says, in those days, Ezekiel was sick unto death. I like this. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus say the Lord. The prophet's never was wrong. See? The prophet's never was wrong. If a prophet came to you and said, You die tomorrow, you die tomorrow. Okay? It is a wrap. Either you die tomorrow, he die tomorrow. Somebody die tomorrow. <laughs> that makes sense. Now, now watch. Ezekiel come to him and said unto him, Thus say the Lord, set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Well, Hezekiah wasn't ready to die. He was not ready to die. Ain't none of us in here ready to die. Dying is hard. Okay? Ain't nothing fun about it. Don't matter if you're going to heaven or not, it ain't nothing fun about it. Hezekiah didn't want to die. Watch what he said. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, Now watch this. Because I'm going to do this. Next time, the very next person that comes up to me and say, Pastor, can you pray for my cousin, Boo Boo? Oh. That's your baby's name? No. Joshua, you boo-boo? Lord have mercy. I get in trouble up here. I'm going to say, why should I pray for boo-boo? Watch what, watch what Hezekiah say. Margaret, this is, this is so good. <laughs> 
he, he, guy, I ain't ready to die. I got more work to do. And the other guy said, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord. He's pleading with, with, with the Lord to spare him so he can do some more work. He says, remember. There's our word again. Remember now. How I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Ezekiel wept sore. How about that? How about that? You got that kind of resume? If you got that kind of resume, but if you listen to town drunk, I mean, you, you ain't doing nothing for the Lord. You ain't, got, you ain't walking in truth. You ain't doing nothing for the Lord. You ain't serving the Lord. And you get sick and you call the man of God and say, pray for him. <sighs> and it came to pass, before Isaiah was gone out of the middle court. Now, Isaiah's a prophet. Never wrong. That the word of the Lord came to him saying, turn again. And go tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people. Thus say the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee on the third day. Thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. Listen, listen, listen. Let's walk in truth. Let's walk in truth. Let's walk in truth. Let's not be afraid of the truth. Expect the truth. Tell the truth. Be truthful. Be truthful. And God will bless you. God will bless you. Precious Lord, thank you for the word of God today. Thank you for the power of God's word. Father God, let us all walk in truth. Let's walk in truth. Give us strength to walk away from sin and error. Be with us. Guide and direct our thoughts. Give us power, Father God, when we're weak. Give us strength, Father God, when we need it. It's not easy serving God in a fallen world. But, Father God, you've said in your word, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.